It's time for a brand new Delivering Marketing Joy. This time I talk with Danny Rosen, and he talks to us about how to keep his head above water during a pandemic and what we can do to make a difference about racial injustice. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today, you know, I, I say rock star a lot, but Danny is the epitome of a rock star. He is a founder of Brand Fuel. He has helped found Promo Cares, Band Together. He's a board member of PPAI. He's also my really good buddy. It's been great catching up with you just before we started Hit Record. Danny, thanks so much for joining me. I am so glad to be back in the DMJ, man. It's, it's an honor. It really is. I love seeing you in this way, but I, I miss you in person, Kirby. Same, same. I'm, yeah. I'm totally with you. Can't wait till that changes. But uh, yeah, man, there, we got a lot of stuff to cover. And so let's, let's just jump into the one that everybody's kind of got to talk about, right? Like, the last six months, you know, have affected us all. Business, personal, the whole nine yards. So how has your business adjusted? What are some things you've, you and your team have done sort of to keep your head above water? Yeah, I, you know, I think I'll start with just a quick personal note. I, I, was, I was thinking about the business. There's a re, kind of a reflection in the business with, with me personally and, and Robert, who runs it. You know, I think we're homesick for a lot of things. Uh, I, homesick for, you know, events in our industry and big bear hugs from you and, um, you know, getting to travel and explore, you know, culture and cities and going to see live music. I miss live music. So I think if I cast all that stuff aside, um, you know, and, and just I don't know, drop the Kleenex, I, I will share a few things that, that Brandfield is doing that's, uh, I think is, is really helping us get through this time. So I think people want to hear about success stories. So the first one is uh, Robert and I, my business partner, Robert Fivesh, who you also adore, um, he and I have uh, put together a peer-to-peer -peer LinkedIn uh, business development strategy. And, and what's interesting about that is we've done this a little bit along the way always and, and gotten some business from those connections. But this time we, we really gave ourselves permission to tap into some of the goodwill and the relationships we've built over time. And so the outreach really is just us asking a simple question around how we can help our contacts and uh, and it's delivering big time for us and I'm really proud of that um, you know we're sharing some of the new products and services we offer uh, and uh, you know we're all in this corona coaster together and um, you know it's, it's but this time has been super prescriptive uh, mm -hmm. and we're celebrating big wins in a um, kind of in a net new business way so our pipelines full of new business opportunities so we're more focused on uh, acquisition in the past, we were focused on retention first. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that's a change. And the funny thing is Robert and I are, um, you know, we're shaking our heads and we're smiling and, and kind of asking ourselves why we haven't been super focused on this in the past. Yeah. Uh, and the idea that adversity is, is the mother of invention. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of us are doing that. So that's good. Um, what else? Um, home is the new domain. I talk to us about to clients a lot. Um, at Brand Fuel, we are sourcing things I never thought we'd be sourcing. Um, you know, things for uh, the bedroom, for example. Uh, you know, right? That's where we're all hanging out in our bedrooms. Uh, so branded candles and logoed pillows, with cool designs, uh, lamps, uh, sleep masks. Because people are working from home, and yeah. so I think presenting these types of products to marketers and and I think even uh, tapping into HR, so HR directors now is really huge. 
And then uh, the last thing is our online services department. You know, we, we built one of the industry's first online store programs in 97, 98. So we've got amazing organic SEO. Um, our direct mail business like yours and everybody else's, it's skyrocketed, but we have a platform in place for that, which has been nice. Uh, I think the world's fulfillment centers better prepare themselves because this uh, growing direct yeah. uh, shipping need is huge. And if our industry can figure out uh, how to do it effectively, uh, cost effectively, I will say, and also efficiently, um, you know, we're watching uh, the, the world of direct mail unfold right before our eyes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's, it's a great point. And I love your point about um, just the idea of sort of serving, right? You're going, like when you said, you're like going to your clients and trying to figure it out. That's one of the things where I've found that we've had success too, is just kind of, look, I had a conversation with uh, one of our salespeople and they said, you know, hey, all my cu customers' events have gone away, so all my sales are going to go away. And I'm like, well, first of all, don't ever say that. <laughs> right like but number two all your customers events have gone away so they need help marketing to their folks in a different way how do you solve their problem and uh, I think that's sort of the the tack that you you guys always take and, and that inspires me so um, before I get to my next question I do want to let you know that this particular delivery marketing joy is brought to you by common SKU it's an order management platform in the promotional products industry that helps you uh, sort of put all of your eggs in that basket. So for, from presentation to invoicing and everything in between, it's a great platform. I know I use it and uh, it's certainly been a game changer for us. And I think Danny will attest to it as well. Yeah, no doubt. brandfield has been on the platform since day one and we love the platform. Go cool. Common. Common skill. I love it. All right. So, so the other, like we've, we're talking some heavy issues. So um, the other sort of thing that's been faced by all of us is we are faced with sort of the racial inequalities in our country. You know, I've struggled with what to do with this myself. It's something that we were talking about before we even started recording this. So how are you at Brand Fuel looking to address sort of these issues? Yeah, uh, things are super concerning right now, uh, yeah. but I also think they always have been. Mm. I think right now, though, we're able to witness events um, from everybody's got a freaking camera phone. I feel like we're all little media companies, you yeah. know, and, and, and we're able to witness the atrocities that are being captured on these phones. And I think witnessing these events is, is moving us uh, towards, I hope, understanding and action. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful for positive change around equality. Um, and, and I hope that equality is what, you know, ultimately happens. Uh, and I also think that, you know, each of us has an opportunity and, and a real responsibility to help. And so um, at Brandfuel, we've, we've had some pretty heavy conversations internally about racial injustice and diversity, equity and inclusion. And uh, it became very clear, you know, right out of the gate, uh, we reflect uh, the industry. So we're not a super diverse group. Uh, but we are, like I said earlier when you and I were talking, we're about as open and caring as any company I know. So while we may not be the most diverse employer in terms of optics, we're super inclusive. And so we've got work to do. Um, and so the first thing we did was we formed a DEI committee, uh, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And we put together a roadmap with some KPIs, um, some key performance indicators, uh, the acronyms. Uh, and, and we've shared it publicly. Uh, so we kept it you know, private. We worked on it for two months and mm -hmm. struggled with it, asked others what they thought about it, how we should tweak it. 
And, uh, and I'm hoping that people will take a look at it and amend it for themselves. So if you go to our blog at brainfield.com, you'll be able to access it. We have no pride in authorship. Um, some of the things that are on there, uh, you know, first, uh, stripping out biases in our hiring practices. You and I were talking about that a little bit. Like, how do we strip out biases when we're hiring? Um, you know, voting with our dollars locally uh, and in the industry, where I think the industry has a lot of work to do on the supplier front of, of bringing more diverse suppliers mm -hmm. and, and distributors. Um, the ongoing internal education and discussion, we're investing in that with outside resources to keep the conversation going. And then last, I would say um, we have a percentage of uh, our spend goes to brand good, which is mm -hmm. doing good with your brand. So an investment towards nonprofits that we love and support. And, um, and some of that money will start to go towards those nonprofits doing work uh, in the DEI space. And so I guess at the end, I, I'm hopeful we're going to look back on our work in a year or so because nothing's just, you know, we're not just going to put a black square on right. our Facebook page and call it a day. Yeah. Um, but I hope we're able to look back and feel proud about what we've done and, and that it ripples into our families, um, our customers, uh, our communities, the industry, I hope. Uh, we're talking and involved with PPAI right now, for example. And I just hope we all realize that there are positive outcomes that'll come with the investment in that, like better collaboration, um, different perspectives, uh, productivity. I mean, your, your bottom line might increase even. Uh, and, and all of it's hard, but, but super important work. You know, it's one of the things I admire about you, Danny, is I think that you are comfortable having uncomfortable conversations about stuff like this. And I think that's really important for people in positions of leadership. Um, and sometimes the just having the conversation in a, I don't want to say non-emotional, just where we're not going at each other in that sort of non-emotional way is just really important so that we can just, so you can hear, so you can hear uh, multiple perspectives on this. So I appreciate you taking a leadership role on Thanks, this. Kirby. Yeah. So these are some heavy times and some heavy questions and some heavy issues. So uh, how do you keep your sanity and your positive attitude? I mean, I think both you and I sort of pride ourselves on laughing and smiling through, through the pain of raising daughters or whatever that is. So what, how do you keep a positive attitude? Any ideas that you can share? Yeah. Um, I have found solace in the great outdoors. Um, I, I, I like being yeah. outdoors, but I'm really outdoors a lot more, getting away from it all. I've, I've revisited my, my 1993 Nishiki Alien mountain bike uh, that I got <laughs> okay. right for college. Love um, it. I've invested a lot in vinyl, so uh, albums. My turntable is getting as much play as, as it did when I was in middle school, cranking out The Clash or The Ramones, nice. uh, you know, Led Zeppelin, all those bands that I uh, still listen to. But um, I'm even finding a, a lot more time with Nicole, my lady. Uh, I, f I feel like, you know, our marriage is, is it's stressed, but it's also, um, it's better, you know, having two young teenage daughters is tough, but, um, yeah. you know, I find myself watching uh, reruns of, of Golden Girls, which is her favorite. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, it, whatever it takes, you know. Yes, and, totally good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blanche is such a hoe, man. Uh, <laughs> just want to throw that out there. I just, anyway, but, um, I, you know, I think the last thing I would say, as far as like sanity goes, you know me, man, I'm, I'm finding myself in the service of others. Uh, mm. It's been incredibly fulfilling to serve at the P, at the board level with PPAI. I mean, it's, it's tough times, man, such mm. a smart, good group of people um, on the industry side. We'll get through this. It'll change and we'll be better for it, but it's tough. Um, 
I'm serving at a place at the table, which is a amazing cafe and nonprofit downtown Raleigh that helps with food insecurity. And, and that model is flipped. We're feeding a lot more hungry people right now than than we are feeding people who are paying for their food or paying it forward. Mm -hmm. uh, band together, working on racial uh, equality issues in the community, which is awesome, but we can't have live concerts. So we're doing live streams. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're pivoting. Um, and then doing some civic activities with Innovate Raleigh, um, really to be involved in, um, in the city and, and making sure that it's heading in the right direction. I just encourage you know anybody um, who wants to try and get their mind out of the crazy to, to find a way to habitually help others. Mm -hmm. There's so many organizations out there that need help and people that need help. Um, and I think in relation to our medium, if you think about it, um, you know, promotional products, we, we can use our, our marketing knowledge to help organizations like nonprofits uh, to get through these, I'll just say challenging and strange times. Yeah. You know, I love that you said that because I've actually had this conversation, Danny, I'm going to kind of go off script for a second, but I've had this conversation like twice in the last couple of weeks where people are like, well, nobody invited me uh, to come and help. And I, when I hear it once, I, I'm sort of Pavlovian to say, hey, nobody invited me either. I'm just wanting to try and make a difference. But I think once you hear it a couple of times, you think, okay, well, how do I address this? And what you just said is exactly right. I mean, wherever you live, wherever you want to serve, there are nonprofits who are begging for volunteers. Um, I would encourage you to not wait to be invited or consider this your invitation. Just go and stick your hand up. Uh, yeah. Tell them Kirby sent you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or Danny. Uh, cool, man. Well, hey, you've answered my three questions uh, and they were heavy ones. So I appreciate you taking the time. Sure. Uh, uh, do you have a question for me? I give everybody a chance Dude, for that. You, you know, I got a question for you, man. I've been waiting for this since the last yeah. time you invited me. Uh, <laughs> all right. I've been waiting. All right. So here's a good one for you. Okay. What do you think are the three most powerful emotions to target for marketing in our current culture? Mm. Yeah. So in the interest of transparency, Danny did give me this in advance so I could think about it because this is a pretty heavy one. Um, so I, I gave it some thought and sort of here's my, here's my take on this. I think if you're looking for short-term uh, success or short-term whatever that is, the, the blast of it, unfortunately, I think fear, anger, and sadness still uh, are powerful emotions to play on. We are watching it in our political spectrum as we speak. Um, but I think short-term is the key. I think that uh, there, of course, you can point to movements that have been created out of fear, anger, and sadness, but I think that um, because so many organizations are playing for the short term, uh, many of us are hungry for joy, hope, and love, mm. or empathy for that yeah. matter. And I, and I think we're seeing that play out too. You know, I, I think that we talk about the, the uh, DEI uh, initiatives. I mean, I think that joy, hope, and love play into that. Empathy hopefully plays into that. And I think that, uh, I think despite the fact that we're living in such challenging times and such, you know, negative times, I think we're living in a place where joy, hope, and love have even more opportunity to stand out because we're so hungry for it. I know I'll speak for myself. I am much more open to hearing conversations from, from, uh, well, let's just use the diversity issue. I am much more open than I have been in the past to hear that conversation because I've seen things and I want to be more empathetic and I want to learn. And so uh, if you want to create a long-term movement, which I think uh, most of us do, uh, then I think the most powerful emotions can be joy, hope, and love. I think, yeah, I think that's great. I almost would say 
belonging too. Mm, you know, the like connection of, of of belonging and and that sense of connection with if a brand can connect in a way that makes people feel like they belong in that yes. group. And and I think it does start with what you've said, what you said, joy, hope, and love. What a what a great answer. That really well done. I'm glad uh, I gave you time to think about it. <laughs> I'm glad you did too. And it's funny because there's a um um a new book that I'm listening to by Mark Schaefer called The Marketing Rebellion. And he talks about creating a tribe and creating a sense of belonging. So to your point about creating that belonging, that's what Harley Davidson did. That's what they've created a tribe. And I think we do have an opportunity to do that today. So cool, man. All right, right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this. Of course, we're going to have to do it again. Okay. Yeah, man. I would, I can't, it'll be our fourth time next time. And uh, let's just keep doing it every, every so often. It's so great to see you. Thank you. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. It's been brought to you by Common Skew. You can learn more at commonskew.com. And if you're in the promotional products industry, you should. So that's yes. going to wrap up this Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. Yeah.